Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. We are live on a Friday night. Once again, live, not pre-recorded. So uh, we're going to see how well this does again on another Friday night. Had some uh, opportunity tonight to go live, so that's what we're doing be in the book of Acts. We're going to get started pretty much right away. Just want to announce really quickly that uh, all the same platforms are out there. Uh, I just heard uh, just today or the other day, somebody said they didn't realize I, I had an actual podcast everywhere you can find podcasts, uh, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, everywhere. You can find our podcast. That's all these episodes, all these broadcasts that we do uh, here at Let This Mind Be In You. We put it out. Um, I put it out uh, to all the podcasting platform in audio format only, and you'll be able to listen to that on anywhere you like to find your podcast at Let This Mind Be In You podcast. Just look for that. Let This Mind Be In You podcast, and you can watch it there or listen to it at least there. All right. And if you're on Facebook, thank you for joining me on Facebook. Uh, make sure you drop a comment. I'm watching the, uh, the Internet here very closely so i may not uh switch over to the internet uh so maybe a little bit later on um or excuse me over to the the chat but please drop a chat uh drop a comment uh, i love seeing people posting things uh during the live broadcast uh so feel free to do that let this mind be in you on facebook and if you're watching on youtube of course you can also uh leave comments there i i really do highly encourage it and appreciate every comment that gets dropped there and if you have any questions or have any comments, concerns, or maybe even some prayer requests or whatever you'd like to drop on there, just keep it clean. And uh, that's all we ask. All right. Uh, so let's get into the book of Acts, Acts chapter 11. Last time, uh, of course, it was pre recorded. Um, let this mind uh, be in you. The, uh, the, the discussion page on Facebook had a, a one day sneak preview, so to speak. They got to see it one day early. So. Uh, but uh, it was all pre-recorded last week. I uh, had a chance and opportunity to watch it along with you, and I hope you enjoyed that format. I like going live. I, I like the the open format. I like the the fact that somebody can ask a question if they like to, and uh, it's a little bit more simple this way. Um, so right now everything seems to be going pretty good. So we'll keep it up uh, as long as we can. But I also am recording at the same time this uh, whole entire thing. So just in case. Uh, it gets corrupted by some way, shape, or form, but praise the Lord, it's been good so far. All right, so Acts chapter 11. Last week, we talked about Acts chapter 10 and this this account of Peter going to this Cornelius fellow um, in Joppa, uh, and then leaving, uh, well, Peter was in Joppa, went up to Caesarea to see this centurion there, uh, Cornelius. And uh, we talked about many, many multiple things there. You can go back and watch it. I'm not going to rehash everything. But now we come to Acts chapter 11, and now Peter has to go back, uh, you know, the old uh, sitcom back in the day with the, 
uh, with uh, Lucy. Yeah, I love Lucy. Like, you got some splaining to do, right? Uh, that's what uh, her husband would say. I think his name was whatever it was, Desi. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that it's, uh, you know, you've got some explaining to do. So Peter has to go back, and all of a sudden, as soon as he gets back, there's not this, you know, oh, wow, finally, uh, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. All these Gentiles are getting this message. That's not what happens. And, uh, of course, we've talked about this before numerous times, that this message, this kingdom gospel, uh, was for the nation of Israel, and uh, went to the Jew only, but now there's others that are still coming in through Israel, just like before, but this new thing of the Holy Spirit and that the Gentiles uh, can receive the Holy Spirit was brand new information to them, and Peter's going to come up and, uh, and have to explain himself, and then he remembers some things that Jesus said during his earthly ministry. So that's a quick overview. Let's get into it now in Acts chapter 11, where Peter goes back to Jerusalem, um, or at least in Judea, uh, he, when he's coming, he's comes back up to Jerusalem and all these that are in Judea, these apostles and brethren, it says in verse number one, that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, that, or they, that were of the circumcision contended with him. Now, every time you see this circumcision, it's not, um, it, it's not uh, like I would just say, like, not just, just an Israelite. Okay, that is of the circumcision. But these, I believe, are believers in Jesus. These of Jewish believers. These are the ones that believed in him. These are the circumcision um, that's being talked about here. Uh, or else, why would they be contending with, and why would Peter even have to explain himself? These were a part of the church there in Jerusalem, this called-out assembly of believers that were in the wilderness. These are the same folks. Now they're hearing about that the, that the Gentiles had uh, received this Holy Spirit just like uh, they had. And there, there's some, you know, there's some very uh, apprehensive people here saying, like, are we sure? What, what, what's going on here? Peter, please explain yourself. So we see in verse number Two, he comes up to Jerusalem, and they that were of the circumcision contended with him. So right away, hey, explain yourself. Saying, thou wentest into men, look at the, uh, the, the, the language here, into men uncircumcised, and didst eat with them. Again, as I told you last week, this was verboten. This was very much against Jewish law to go into Gentiles and to eat with them and to stay under the same roof. That, that made you unclean. Well, Peter's in verse 4, but Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order. It means just a chronological event unto them saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying and in the trance I saw a vision, a certain vessel descend. And I'm rehearsing all this as what was back in chapter 10. So um, not gonna, not going to discuss too many things here, but let's just read as he says, a certain vessel descend and it as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me. Upon the which, when I had fastened mine eyes, I considered and saw a four-footed beast of the earth and wild beast and creeping things and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. And, of course, we talked about this. He, Peter knew 
what was allowed to be eaten under the dietary laws of Israel. Uh, Peter knew it very well because from the time of a youth, he would have been brought up in this this system and this dietary laws. He would have he would have known it and and very well. So he says, not and not even has ever entered into my mouth. Verse 9, but the voice answered me again from heaven, which God hath cleansed, that call not thou uncommon. And this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. And behold, immediately there were three men already come unto the house where I was, sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me. So, you know, these are the Jewish men that went with Peter up to Caesarea. Um, and they were witnesses of this. And we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. So go to, go grab this apostle from Israel, this this uh, this leader of the um, of this Jewish, uh, re, you know, uh, called out assembly of believers. You know that this is the this is the apostle that had been given the keys to the kingdom, this earthly kingdom that is to come, this prof- this prophecy, earthly possession that's going to be given to the nation of Israel in the thousand year reign, and all these things. These are the ministers of it. These are the ones that are going to be proclaiming this word, the ones that I gave the Great Commission to, go search out Peter. He's going to bring it to you. So Peter rehearses in verse 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Believers fell on them. There was no, uh, they, they had to be baptized first, and then it fell on them. They had to go to the River Jordan and baptized by John the Baptist and part of that group. No, no, nope, nope. As he was speaking, they believed, and the Holy Ghost fell upon them. And Peter says in verse 16, Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much, then as, the, uh, then as God gave them the like gift, as he did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? He said, look, what do you want me to do? I was a witness. Um, just as Jesus commanded us to do. And as I was speaking, they believed and the Holy Ghost fell on. What, what am I supposed to do about that? You know, I'm summarizing and putting it in my own language, but he's saying to him, like, am I God? Am I supposed to uh, go against this? Like, what do I'm going to do? I'm just, I'm just telling you what happened. Well, also notice here where it says in verse number 17, for as much then as God gave them the like gift. Now, on my channel here, you can go and look and search for the gift of God. And it's a four-part series, I think, four or five-part series of the gift of God. And you can go back and watch. I did that a long time ago now, uh, probably close to three years now, I did the gift of God series. How that the gift of God was quite literally, every single time it's used in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, from then on out, uh, even Paul says the gift of God is the Holy Spirit. That's the gift of God. 
For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The gift of God is, is the indwelling Holy Spirit. That's why these men, I believe, were sealed into their day of redemption, just like Paul says that we, as the body of Christ now, are sealed until our day of redemption. It's the Spirit that seals and keeps them. Now, during the time of Jacob's trouble, I don't believe that there's an indwelling Holy Spirit during that time. I believe the Holy Spirit falls, comes upon people, and then there's only a certain group, very specific group, it says in the book of Revelation, that are actually sealed by the, by the mark of God in their foreheads. And I think that's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I've gone through the book of Revelation several times, and the ones that are sealed, are, it talks about of the 12,000 from the 12 tribes, so 144,000 virgin male Israelites are the only ones that are sealed until the day of their redemption during that time. And uh, the rest have to withhold to the end, withstand to the end, even if that's death, don't take the mark. Worship God. Don't uh, go get into this beast system of, of taking the mark and worshiping the beast and all this stuff just so you can buy or sell. Follow me even unto death. Even if you get thrown into prison, get your head cut off, it doesn't matter. Don't take the mark. Because if you do, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, you're damned. So that means everybody that takes the mark, it, you know, and it's not going to be something that they're going to force on somebody. They're going to say, okay, you either get your head cut off or, you know, you're going to get killed here or you take the mark. It's your choice. So people are going to do this willingly as far as the, the, the sake of they take it in order to keep their heads from getting cut off. And if that happens, if they do that, they're going to hell. And I, I don't know any easier way to say it. The Bible says that they are damned once they take that mark. So the point is here, though, that the Holy Spirit, the gift of God, came to these same people. It fell upon them, as Peter says in verse number 15, uh, as on us in the beginning. When was this beginning? This has happened back at the, at the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 that we read about earlier in our study of the book of Acts. That's the moment he talked about. How that they had no power. How that they were scared. The 120 were up in an upper room and so the Holy Spirit came upon them. And then they were bold. Then they had the, uh, the, uh, the indwelling spirit to go out and preach the word without fear. And in fact, when they were beaten and thrown, thrown in prison and doing all this kind of stuff, they rejoiced. And many of these men are going to be martyred. They're going to be killed for this same witness of, for the cause of Christ. And he says, these Gentiles... Remember, they're friend of they're friends of Israel. That's the first stipulation. They have to they can't be an enemy of, of the nation, hate the, the Jewish God, you know, and all this kind of stuff and expect to come through and get blessed. No, they had to worship the one true God, be a friend of Israel, maybe not be living as proselyte, meaning taking on full on, you know, being circumcised in the flesh and you know maybe not. But they were a friend. And I looked up uh, I talked about it. It was back in the book of Luke that um, Jesus is talking, and I thought I, for some reason I got two stories conflated, but it was a uh, the centurion that calls was a servant in his house would, it became sick. And Jesus asks uh, some questions before 
he goes with them, and the, and the centurion's like, look, it's not lawful for you to come into my house. Just you say the word, and, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus, of course, heals him. After he asks the question of the, uh, the, the people there, they said, yes, this man is a friend of, of Israel. He's you know done all these good deeds, so to speak, all these things that were criteria. Well, this Cornelius fellow had done the same thing, but now he needed to receive the new information. He needed to understand who Jesus was, not just something that he probably heard about that took place, you know, 60, 70 miles to the west of, or to the east of him, in, uh, from where Caesarea is, you know, several, you know, maybe it's like 100 or so miles to Jerusalem. Maybe he heard about it. Maybe he, like, as I said in the last chapter, all these things had been noised abroad. He knew what was going on, but Peter goes up and says, this man, this is God manifesting the flesh. This is God. He stood amongst us. And uh, in the beginning was a word and the word was with God and the word was God. Maybe he, he you know, used some things from John's, uh, you know, talking to John. Maybe John was already thinking about pinning some of this stuff down. Who knows? The point is, the point is, is that he was a friend of Israel, but he had to believe that Jesus is God and Jesus, as God, humbled himself and died for the remission of sins. The sacrifice, not what was taking place in the temple and then once a year for the nation, but one entered into once into the holy, of, uh, the holy place there as far as offered his blood on the mercy seat. And so these people that are there of the circumcision, and when they hear this, back to our, our, our text here in verse number 19, or verse number 18, excuse me, he says, when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Now, I ask the question to you, if this was a, they would not be shocked by this, if this was something that the Great Commission was sent to these Gentiles. No, they didn't. It was to the house of Israel first. The house of Israel has to reject and then it's to the, uh, Samaria. And then Samaria is, you know, but not all of Samaria gets repentance unto life. They don't all believe. And then they're starting to go into the uttermost parts of the earth. Now they're talking to Grecians. Now they're talking to, uh, you know, Cornelius, a, gen, a Roman gen, uh, centurion. But they didn't get this understanding that, they, that these people in the uttermost parts of the earth were going to be Gentiles, too. You know, remember, Israel was scattered abroad, you know, through many times of being in rebellion. They had been scattered all over the earth. And um, so maybe that's what they thought, you know, Jesus meant. The uttermost parts of the earth, okay. But see, now as the word is spreading out, they just say to themselves, well, we'll glorify God. It must be the Gentiles also granted repentance unto life. Okay, well, news to us, but I get these things have to be so. Now, look at the verse 19, talking about scattered abroad. Now, they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution. Again, they're scattered abroad now, not just Israelites, not just the Jews are scattered abroad because of the rebellion of the nation and being conquered and all these other kinds of things being spread about. Instead, this time it's through the persecution of men like Saul and others that were persecuting the church there in Jerusalem, especially Stephen here, verse 19 upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phineas and Cyprus and Antioch. I was talking to a young man that just came back from Cyprus on uh, off of deployment 
and uh, he was talking about things, and I was trying to talk to him a little bit of how biblically significant Cyprus is, you know, and many other things through the Bible and everything, and uh, the conversation didn't go far, but at, at least I started, you know, trying to move the conversation to that. But the point is, is Cyprus, that island nation there, there this is starting to get spread about here. And Antioch preaching the word. Now, look, when they get scattered from Jerusalem, who do they preach the word to? To none, but unto the Jews only. Oh, boy. So why would they only go to the Jews only? It's because it's for Israel. This group of individuals is for Israel and those that come through Israel. There's no other way to say it. That is the major difference between this group here and the group that's going to be coming later, which is through Paul when he becomes Paul and named Paul and gets the revelation of the mystery later on, a little bit later. We'll talk about that. And that that went through Paul's ministry after the revelation of the mystery. There's no more going to, you know, as far as nations and this this mystery of as far as or the prophecy kind of thing. That's done. In fact, uh, you know, right around the time Paul is, is killed, it's really done because the, the, the temple gets torn down. So. That's the major difference between prophecy and mystery. It's the difference between what was known since the world began, which was spoken of by the prophets all the way from Genesis, all the way through all this prophecy that's all the way through your Old Testament, folks, to include Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and portions of Acts here, till about the midway point. Well, all the way through there, that's known. Now, people didn't understand some of the prophecies. Maybe they, and now, knowing now, he's like, oh, that's what it meant by that. Don't try to take that as, as far as being for the church today, doctrinally. It's good for your learning. Boy, all the Bible, as, the, as, as Paul says, is profitable. But continue thou, Timothy, he tells him and others, Paul says to them, continue thou in the doctrine which I have given you. Stay steadfast in those things. Be watchful over those things. And what's the difference? Why would he be telling Timothy, hey, no matter what these uh, of the circumcision try to tell you, that's not the, the program that Jesus has for today because he's revealed to me now the gospel now to us. That's the difference. Prophecy, which was known since the world began, since creation, since the fall of man. And then the mystery revealed to the Apostle Paul. Now, that makes me labeled as a certain group of individuals. And I realize that online there will be some that say, whoa, boy, Brother Mike, he's, he's full blown now. He's, he's one of them hypers. I don't take the, the, the label. I just want you to understand that biblically right division is right. Okay? And if you have a problem with that, go back to my previous statement. It's about Jesus Christ anyway, no matter what dispensation. His shed blood for the remission of sins. They all both groups come through is uh, come through Jesus Christ. There is no name given on heaven which by men must be saved by. It's just the understanding of 
what was going on during this early portion of the book of Acts. And what was the disciples doing? What was Jesus doing during his earthly ministry? And what should we be doing now? What is the gospel, the good news we tell people now? How you can be a new creature in Christ Jesus now, where there is no Jew or Gentile. There is no coming through and abiding by this type of dietary law and this law and this and living as a Jew and being a circumcised and coming through the nation. There is no more of that through the, because of the revelation that was given to the Apostle Paul. So label me what you will, but I'm just trying to follow what the Bible says. Now, that may upset some people, and I, I love you, okay? I really do. Um, hopefully, you understand that um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a hater, okay? I just want to stay correct to the Bible and just read it for what it says. My point is, is that in verse 22... Or verse 20, uh, or verse, excuse me, verse 19, unto the Jews only. They weren't going into all the world and just preaching to Gentiles and all this other kinds of stuff like, like today. Where there is no Jew or Greek in, into the body of Christ and that you don't have to come through the nation because there is no more nation of Israel anymore as of now. Yes, there's a state of Israel, got that. But as far as believing Israel, they are coming back. As Romans uh, chapter 11 says, you know, Paul says, this is, and when the end of the Gentiles comes in, Christ is faithful that he's going to fulfill all the things that he said he would fulfill anyways when he said he was going to be coming back. And the things that precede him coming back are going to happen. And he's going to start dealing with Israel again. So see my, uh, my Millennial Reign series and all the t stuff we talked about when we went through the book of Revelation. Goodness. So if you want to see that. So God is not done. He has not replaced Israel with us, the church of God. Now, the, the church of the living God now, the body of Christ, he has not replaced Israel. There just is no Israel or Gentile now in the body of Christ. And coming to him and him alone, through faith alone, for by grace are you saved through faith. And by the way, it's for the remission of all your sins. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4 talks about sins, plural. You know, yes, sin of unbelief, yes. That'll definitely, but there's, it's not just the sin of unbelief. It's all your sins. Anyways, I, I hope this is making a whole lot of sense. And I hope that uh, everybody is okay. So as we continue the rest of the way through Acts chapter 11. All right, let's go get, let's get back to it. Verse number 20. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene. And when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. Verse number 21, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. Now Barnabas, go up north and go check on what's going on here. And Barnabas, I believe, was either at the day of Pentecost or even before that was a believer in Christ Jesus. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe he was part of the original 120 that was in that upper room. I don't, can't quite remember off the top of my head. Somebody in the, in the comment section, correct me if you know uh, the exact time Barnabas is first mentioned, but I think it's there in Acts, after Acts chapter two, when Barnabas is first mentioned as one of the faithful men around there. But the point is they send Barnabas, a trusted man to go see what things are going on up there because up there in Antioch, 
they're talking to Grecians. They're talking to these guys, and they seem to be believing in great number, as verse 21 said, and they're believing the uh, in, in the Lord. They're turning from paganism. They're, they're believing in the Lord. And go up there and see what's going on, Barnabas. Now, you might say, well, that's because Paul's preaching to him up there, you know, and he's the apostle to the Gentiles. As we're about ready to find out, that's not the case. Remember, I said chronologically, you have to understand in context where Paul is. Still Saul, and he's still in Tarsus. Remember how I said they, he fled and went and they sent him to Tarsus, his hometown, to, you know, go back there and hide out for a little while, you know, stay low. He hasn't gone to the Arabian Desert yet. He hasn't gone and, and communed with Christ, you know, and received the revelation of the mystery yet. He's in Tarsus. Not up there preaching to Gentiles. Some of the people up there in Antioch were, were t- uh, teaching and preaching Jesus Christ. As far as Phoenix and uh, the Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but the Jews only. And as they're preaching to the Jews only, these Gentiles start hearing this and they start coming in. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians. Huh. Well, Antioch is in modern day, I believe, Turkey. Preaching the Lord Jesus and the hand of the Lord was with them and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Verse 21. So they hear about this. They send Barnabas in verse 22, verse 23, who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, see, it's always about grace, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. You know, do works now, meet for repentance. Now it just, you know, make sure you're, you're, you know, now that you've come in. And why do you think, what do you think was one of the things that they wanted them to do? I, I do believe that they would want them to get circumcised and they would want them to start, you know, keeping in remembrance of a lot of things. Don't eat meat offered at idols and all these other kinds. How do you know that, Brother Mike? It's because we'll see the same, those of the circumcision give Paul trouble when he starts going in and preaching the revelation of the mystery. And they say, well, no, okay, you got to be doing these things. And you'll see in, in Acts chapter 15, Paul says, no, that's not the case anymore. And I think somewhere in between the time that Paul comes from Tarsus, we're about to see him here in a moment, to that meeting, that in that time frame, there was a time when the revelation was given to Paul. Okay, now let's keep reading. But uh, understand that this is not Paul preaching the, the 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 apostle of the Gentiles is not up there preaching the Gentiles. Just some of these Gentiles are coming in, believing. So, anyways, when verse number twenty three, who when he came, this is speaking of Barnabas, and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Hmm. So now in verse 25, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. He's still in Tarsus. And when he had found him, he brought him. Barnabas brings Saul from Tarsus. Now we got the timeline. We've, we've done some detective work. We've gone in, looked, seen what the Bible has to say. So Barnabas brings Saul from Tarsus. And he says, when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year 
So a whole year is taking place. They assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Question, has Paul received, has he even changed his name? Has his name even been changed yet? No, he's still Saul, and for a year he helps Barnabas. Saul was a believing Jew at that point. I mean, he was a believing Jew, but he had not received the, the revelation of the mystery yet. I do believe he's the first. I believe he's our apostle. I don't believe he's a part of this kingdom ministry, but he is helping out. He is helping Barnabas up there in Antioch where these folks are first called Christians. Probably as a derogatory term, but these little Christs that are running around here, you know, they're, they're called Christians first in Antioch. In verse 27, and in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch, so there's this prophet that comes up from Jerusalem. He comes up there, and there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Man, the Bible is such a good history book. We know when this exactly would take place. There's this big drought that takes place. There's a big dearth in the, all the land throughout all the world. There's problems which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, so whatever they had in them, you know, as, as, as God laid on their heart to, to give, this is not tithe giving. Disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did and sent unto the elders, by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. If I was Saul, I'd be like, I, hey, they don't really like me in Jerusalem. Can I, you know, but no. Of course, God has a plan. God has a purpose. And as they're going to take care of the saints in Jerusalem and around Judea, remember, it's a big, quite a big organization there in Jerusalem. There are a lot of them been scattered, but um, a lot of them still remain there in Jerusalem, especially the disciples. Uh, the 12 were... Most of them, you know, we have Philip traveling around and Peter going over to Joppa. But you have to understand how small the nation is even back then. Um, it's a couple day travel, you know, one or two day travel or something like that. If you're taking your time, something you can do in like an hour or so today with a with a car. But um, the point is, is that they, they're going back to Jerusalem. That's still the hub. And as they're doing there, they, they have all things in common. Remember that there's a lot of persecution going on. And all that money and that food and those resources would, with all those people around would start to dry up. Uh, so these brethren there, uh, you know, that are believers in Antioch and other places say, hey, let's get something together and let's give some uh, help to those saints there in Judea. And um, I, I personally think <clears throat> this is just a little as a side note. This is a reflection of what's going to be taking place. There's not going to be a drought in the land during the millennial reign, but all nations bring their blessings and their and their and their stuff into the storehouse, and you know that's how they get blessed. And if they don't bring stuff back to Judea to Jerusalem, uh, if they don't give of their tithes and of their field and their labor and everything like that, then um, if they don't do that, then their land is cursed. That's back in I believe in. Uh, 
some of the uh, minor prophets and talks about that during the millennial reign. So anyways, just a little bit of a side note. It's not like, oh, man, I just saw some big revelation there. It just kind of has a little bit of similar feel to it that it's going to come through Jerusalem and then it gets distributed out. So just a little little bit of a side note there. Like I said, nothing, nothing too big or some sort of earth shattering ministry or uh, re- revelation, you know, like I'm having some sort of a uh, prophetic moment here. No, I just think that it's very interesting that everything is coming back and taking place in Jerusalem because that is the kingdom seat. They're still looking for the kingdom. They, they still believe that Jesus could come back and set up his kingdom. So they're occupying until he comes. <laughs> they're waiting on him. And uh, we know that there's uh, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, that's coming up a little bit later, that uh, the nation is fully, you know, in full rejection. They get cast out of the land. There's the, their, their temple is torn to the ground. And they're waiting now for their Messiah to build them a new temple. And unfortunately, a lot of them are going to believe that that Messiah is going to be the Antichrist because he's going to build a temple, air quotes, up there on that Temple Mount. It's not the true temple of God, though, and it's not going to be uh, the third temple, in my view. The third temple is commissioned by God and will be built by him himself as he's gone to prepare a place for us when he's talking about us he's talking about to his prophetic group there i he, i go to prepare a place for you i come again and receive you unto myself that where i am there you may be also in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you you know he's talking to them that group there he's talking about the the temple that he's going to build that's going to come down and he's going to come down and come again to this this earth but uh anyways at this point in time, they're still believing that he could come back and set up his, temp- his, his, his millennial kingdom at any moment. And so they could rule and reign with him. But it's just going to be a pause of a few thousand years. But have no doubts, folks, that he will capture his uh, body. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive remain shall be caught up. That's our rapture, uh, for lack of a better term a term that everybody understands. And then there's going to be a resurrection that takes place at the end of Jacob's trouble, at the end of that seven years. And then, then they'll get their kingdom that will have no end to it. What about Gog and Magog that comes at the end of the thousand year rent? No, that's never even a threat. They are spoken out of existence, essentially, during that time. All right. See the Millennial Rain series for more if you want to talk about that or, or, you know, I encourage you to, like, share that. I know Brother Dave does that. And I'm going to go to the comment section now. And like I said, I haven't been uh, following along because, to be honest with you, I didn't want to touch anything. (laughs) So, all right. Let's go over here to the chat. Let's go over here to YouTube and see what we got going on here in YouTube. And I see Sister Susie's on here, says, good evening. Good evening to you. And Jason, high voltage over here, says, we're here. It's glad to have you over there on YouTube. Um, normally, not so many people watch on YouTube anymore, but that's okay. We still get a few. So that's good. All right, let's go over here to Facebook. My wife says it sounds great. Well, that's good. 
And Sister Cherie is here. Says, says, uh, hi, Brother Mike. Hi to you, Sister Cherie. I hope you're still here watching. Brother Dave's over here uh, talking about how everything's good to go on both YouTube and Facebook. And he says, Friday night is good. Keeps us all off the streets. Well, including you, Brother Dave. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hey, Josh Hazelwood. Miss you guys. I miss you guys, too. It's so incredible to see your kids and how they're not little anymore. So, and uh, I'm glad to see Brother Josh there, Hazelwood, that uh, had a had a little bit of an accident a little while back, but seems to be doing a lot better. Praise the Lord for that. I believe it had something to do with a lawnmower. <laughs> Goodness. But uh, he's doing fine. I believe living in southern Indiana somewhere still. Right, brother? You can correct me if I'm wrong there. But good to see you here on Facebook. And then Sister Cherie says, that's okay. We still got a few. I have to share when started, so that's good. All right, let's go over to Facebook. <laughs> okay, good to go. Yeah, uh, Brother Josh says it wasn't a lawnmower. It was a tractor. That's okay. Sister Sheree says the autocorrect messed up that comment. Yeah. I. It's not, you know, for a computer, it's not very smart sometimes when it comes to uh, talk to text. But, uh, or he just autocorrects when you're typing. So, it's okay. All right. Well, anybody have any questions, any comments, concerns, any uh, anything anybody wants to pray about? I know uh, Brother Dave and... Sister Susie, their uh, son-in-law, uh, Houston, is doing a lot better. Uh, seems I've been I've been following along on the uh, on Facebook there on some of the updates. Seems like he's doing a lot better. If you remember that their uh, their son-in-law of their youngest daughter, or, you know, the, married to their youngest daughter, um, had a stroke and some I guess uh, some maybe some other things or whatever. But uh, he was in the hospital and wasn't doing very well. But uh, he seems to be doing a lot better now. Praise the Lord for answered prayer in that regard. But also praise the Lord that if he wouldn't have answered it the way we'd wanted to. Remember, prayer is about surrendering our will to his. So however his will be done in all that matter. But sure do like, you know, it's sure good to give uh, praise and honor and glory to where who is due to. And that is to the Lord Jesus Christ, the healer. A great physician. All right. Um, okay, Sister Sheree says she'll share after. Please do. Uh, please share. Uh, YouTube, it's not as easy um, to, but it's more by word of mouth. And uh, sometimes if you uh, do some mentions, if you're on a, another page or something like that and they allow comments and uh, you're allowed to mention, you can sometimes, if it, comes up or something like that and say hey did anybody have any place that you know another channel that uh, you would recommend and you can kind of recommend me there that'd be great but um, word of mouth also works Facebook seems to be doing pretty good uh, brother Dave says pray for Robin she is traveling to a wedding okay bah, 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 bah. brother Josh says I actually led devotional and men's prayer breakfast at church last Saturday my focus was on Israel and that situation going on now. Yep. See, when you rightly divide, though, it's very easy to understand that, um, yes, we should support them as an ally. I got all that stuff, you know. But to say that that is believing Israel, that's uh, somehow or another, that's 
worshiping the one true God still is not the case. And um, we know through prophecy they are going to be going through a rough time. Um, but the peace of Israel will come when the Prince of Peace comes again to this earth and rules and reigns. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Sister, two sisters, Scotty and Sonny, real sick. One is two and the other one is seven months. Okay. So these two young ones here that seem to be really sick. So be praying for Scotty and Sonny. And pray for Robin. She is traveling to a wedding, as we mentioned before. Brother Josh says, absolutely. Okay, good. All right, it's good to see you're leading a, 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 a study group, though, there. And a devotional at, a, at, your, uh, at your local church there. That's good to see. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. If we don't have any other comments, I'm looking, searching, looking. And give a few more seconds, filling dead air. And you know, I haven't taken a sip of coffee this entire time. So I will pause for a few seconds and take a sip. <sighs> Tacta Squatch by Black Rifle. Fully loaded today because it's a Friday night. I don't have to worry about getting up for work tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I don't have to go to work tomorrow, so I can stay up all night. He's asking, Brother Josh is asking, how can you sleep with coffee? Yeah, don't have to go to work, and plus, when I'm tired enough, it really doesn't matter how much coffee's in me. Um, it's just I'll just go to sleep. Brother Dave, I don't know what the question is. Is that what's on? Is that what's on the discussion group two days ago? What did I? Did I post something two days ago? Hold on. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Let me go to the discussion group. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba. Mm, let's go to the discussion group. Mm -mm -mm. Yes. Four days ago, I posted. Um, I shared a video, a link to a video from... Uh, grace ambassadors it's called the state of israel so it's a very good um one to watch if you kind of want to see what's going on there that's once again that's grace ambassadors uh the state of israel is the name of the video so um go check that out watch the entirety entirety of the entire thing okay or that's i said the same thing twice watch the entire thing okay hmm I believe that's what you're talking about, Brother Dave. But All right. Again, we got a few more comments with that last sip, so I'll do another one. With the Let This Mind Be In You sticker still holding strong on the, the old coffee mug. Collector's item, Let This Mind Be In You sticker that you can put on your coffee mug or wherever you'd like to place it. To remind you to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind allow the mind of Christ to be in you. So, to remind you about the channel, it's a good conversation starter. It's a collector item, highly sought after. If you want one, reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com for the collector's item. The highly sought after, let this mind be in you sticker. And I'm 
sort of half joking. But I have some. If you want one, reach out to me and I'll, I'll get you one somehow or another. All right. All right. Well, that's it. That's it for tonight. Thanks for joining me here and let this mind be in you. Once again, being live, and uh, I think the video should have done pretty well tonight. Praise the Lord for that. The internet held up. So, once again, next week, don't know what the schedule is going to be. If um, if I have something going on Friday night, it won't be able to go live, but don't worry. I'll record sometime earlier in the week, whenever that is, when I get some free time. If I know I got something coming up on that Friday, and I will post a video one way or the other, whether it's live Friday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, or it's going to be a live video or a produced video previously recorded. We'll get into Acts chapter 12. Some interesting things are going to be kind of taking place over the next few chapters, so you're not going to want to miss it. So join me there at Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube, Facebook, and always remember you can catch the audio version at Let This Mind Be In You podcast, and that's whenever you like your podcast, wherever you find yours, where you like to listen, more than likely I'm there. And if I'm not, let me know at ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and I'll try to get it on there as well. Okay? All right. Love you, and Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Again, remember, be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Tell everybody how good it is. Help all men see what is that fellowship of the mystery. God bless. Good night.